we've talked here from time to time about fear and fear's impact on learning. We want to come back to that topic again today from a bit different angle. Certainly, it's obvious that if somebody is in a fearful state, they are not in an ideal state to learn. Fear itself is most commonly the result of learning in a negative way. We've learned that there is something in our environment that is a perceived threat to us. And we've talked about in other places how fear is so often the result of a diminished sense of self. When we have a smaller sense of ourselves, threats look much bigger relative to us. And there are all kinds of things that can diminish that sense of self. Anything that tells us that we're less than we really are, any messages that we've taken in, that we've accepted, that say that somehow we're not capable or that we're stupid or that we're going to fail or that things are beyond us, that intrinsically shrinks us down. And that makes other things, including the things that we become afraid of, seem bigger. With that, a lot of things end up seeming bigger than us. So we live in a in a small way. That's the easiest way to say it. We just live in a small way. We don't take chances. We don't extend ourselves. It also changes how the brain functions. And there's lots of research on that and a lot of research trying to find exactly what part of the brain that this happens in. Typically, they're looking at the amygdala, and then the question is, what part of the amygdala is most affected? That's all very interesting. But what do we do about that fear? Well, before we've suggested, and we think rightly so, finding the beliefs that get us to be diminished, the beliefs that tell us that we are unworthy, that we're less than we really are, and all of that. And we would suggest going back to those and taking a look at those. You'll find on our website now that you can search for fear, beliefs, and all of those topics and easily pull up everything that you might need. Today we want to come at it a little bit differently. We want to bring in some of the other research. When we look at the research on fear, we find that a lot of fear is learned by observing others. If we see somebody else that is afraid of a dog, we tend to be more likely to become afraid of that dog ourselves, or if they're afraid of a spider, or if they're afraid of math, or whatever it is. If they're afraid of the boss, we tend to begin to adopt that ourselves. It's just called social learning. We look around us and see how other people function. And as a shortcut to learning, we try that on. And we often end up just adopting it. Oftentimes, that kind of learning works really well for us. It also causes problems when the people around us are exhibiting fears about things that shouldn't be feared. Once again, we would say 
fear has its place. Hot stoves, sharp knives, things that we don't know how to deal with well, it might be useful to have some apprehension about until we develop the skills to handle those things. Now, there are some very observant, thoughtful researchers out there, as most of them are, that took that social learning piece and the tendency to learn fears that way and began to wonder if the opposite might also be true. If we saw somebody that was engaged in something that we were afraid of, but they handled it easily, that they were not afraid, that they were confident that they were capable. So if we had somebody who was afraid of dogs and they were put around somebody that was very confident, very capable in dealing with dogs and maybe even having a great time with dogs, that person over time that had the fear and was observing the confident person would begin to change their fears. And in time, they would perceive themselves also as somebody that could deal with dogs. A rather obvious day-to-day example of that in some parts of the country in the winter are people that are new to skiing or snowboarding. And they often have fears about what will happen? What if I fall? What if this? What if that? But then they're put around a lot of people who are skiing or snowboarding quite well and having a great time at it. The fear begins to diminish and the willingness to engage in that new learning comes to the forefront with a little bit of practice and more observation of people that are good, people showing them how to do that, they pick up that skill of skiing, and soon they become quite good at it. Prior to this latest research, a lot of people used the process of trying to extinguish the fear by exposing somebody over and over and over to it without negative consequences. That worked somewhat, but oftentimes later those same fears would come back. They really didn't get fully extinguished. In this new research, where we're observing people that are good at things, where we're around people that are successful learners or successful in their career or successful in their social interactions, it begins to bolster the sense of maybe I can too in time, leads them into experience where they can confirm it for themselves. And in this model, those fears tend not to come back. Our perception is if we do this and couple it first with a brief intervention to find what the fears are, what the beliefs are underlying those fears, and correct those beliefs, and then expose that person to people that are very comfortable dealing with whatever used to be the fear, that works even more powerfully, even quicker, and even more easily. So you can apply this in your learning. If you have a fear of math, if you get around people that 
aren't afraid, that maybe they get things wrong, but they don't take it to mean something about themselves. They laugh it off and go, well, this is just part of learning. I don't mind making mistakes in learning. I don't mind failing because I know that through this and through practice and through exposure, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get better at it. I'm going to get very good at it. That begins to also lead us to make our fears a thing of the past, to begin to step into that new social construct, that new shared perspective, and brings out our confidence that we can also make mistakes. We don't have to get it right. We can, just like the people that we observe that are comfortable with this, we can be comfortable with it too. And those mistakes, those experiences, those forays into learning these new areas can really work for us. So try this out. Even if you don't know somebody particularly that is able to do what you're afraid of, these days we can find examples of it online. We can watch other people. That will work. We can find other examples in other areas of our life. Watching those, sometimes repeatedly, can really take us a long way and free you from the fears that have held you back.